Hello and welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host, Eleanor Rossman, and joining me this week, Sands Brenda. We have to re- we have to remedy that. We have to get her back in the studio. Well, you know, you guys have so many grandkids all of a sudden. So she's such a great help. God bless she her. But we miss yeah. her. Yeah, we definitely. definitely. When she's not here. Um, anyway, uh, I think today, if if I'm recollecting this correctly, we're going to talk about Advent and hope. We are. We are um, because right we're we're in the shadow of Thanksgiving, but on the cusp of Advent, right? Mm-hmm. So. So I thought we should we should open today with this this great Advent story that I got from a musician named Ryan Beck. Right, okay. plays guitar, keyboard, vocals, probably lots of other things too. Um, but Brent and I met him last summer down in Tybee Island, Georgia. Ooh. Right, um, and among other things that Ryan does with his musical talents, he is the music director at St. Michael's Catholic Church on Tybee Island. Um, so Ryan and I were talking, and I asked him how he found his way to where he is. And Ryan tells me um, he was going to music school in Boston. Turns out the music school that he was attending was Berkeley. Wow. A school that is described as the world's preeminent college for the study of music. Okay. Um, Ryan didn't tell me that. The internet told me that. <laughs> um so so Ryan's story starts in a obviously really good place, right? Ryan wants to do music. He's a talented guy studying music at the top music school in the world. So what could go wrong, right? Uh, right. And yet Ryan is actually in this really devastated place in his life, right? So it all is not as it as it would appear, right? None of the pieces in his life are fitting together as he describes it. He's all messed up. On top of everything else, he has no money, no job, no idea how he's paying for anything, right? And as if he needs one more headache, he's got a mom who wants her fallen away Catholic son to go... To confession? To math. Oh, well, okay. To math, right? Right. Right. And uh, confession is beyond the horizon at this point. Just get him to math, right? And she just doesn't want him to go to mass... She is tracking down masses all over Boston that Ryan can go to. God loves, she's a right. St. Monica. There you go, right? She's calling him up. I found a really good one. Mm-hmm. Mom, I'm sorry. Mass is just not a priority right now, right? I've got bigger problems, bigger issues, right? My world is kind of not in a good place right now, right? And of course, his mom will respond with, I know, son, but this one has a really good pastor, mm-hmm. right? It's not far from you. The pastor, he's really charismatic. Hey, mom, I got to go, right? To mass, to the church that I found for you? No, mom, I mean, I got to go, as in, you know, and, and finally. Hang up. Yeah, exactly. And finally, he's just like, yeah, sure, mom, right? I'll go to the church you found for me, whatever, right? I mean, it's easier to go to this one mass, right, that my mom found than to go and try and explain to my mom or keep explaining to my mom why I'm not going to mass, right? Mm-hmm. So so Ryan shows up at mass alone, right? Check it off, get it in, get out. It happens to be the last mass 
for the old music director, right? So Oh boy. So after mass, everyone is, you know, crowding around her, the outgoing music director, and they're saying thank you and they're saying goodbye, right? But as Ryan is leaving the church, the pastor comes up to him and he's like, You're new here. Why don't you come to lunch with me? Oh, brother. Right? So Ryan's thinking, downside here is eating lunch with the pastor of a church I really didn't want to go to in the first place. Wow. Right? But he seems like he's an okay enough human being as as priests go, right? Upside is I eat lunch. Right. I'm hungry and he's flying. Which is a huge upside, tolerable downside. So Ryan goes to lunch. The two of them start talking. Priest says, wow, Ryan, you're a musician. Mm -hmm. Ryan says, yes. Priest says, why don't you become our new music director? Come on. Right. The priest hasn't heard a note from this guy. Right. This is a guy who doesn't even identify as Catholic. Right. He's got no references, no background check the guy's run, and the priest is offering him a job as the parish music director, right? I mean, Ryan, who is des- who desperately needs a job, sees the absurdity in this, right? So Ryan is like, Father, I gotta be honest with you. I'm not really Catholic. I don't do Catholic music. I'm not into Catholic music. I do do gospel, I do soul, but no, I'm I'm not into Catholic music. Priest says, I like gospel music, just come and do that. Oh. Right? So Ryan did, and Ryan's life changed, right? And years later, God is still using Ryan in amazing ways, right? For me, this story is just so twisted that I love it, right? Mm, yeah. Right? So you think about it, you think about it, how many 17, 18-year-olds do not get into Berkeley and are convinced their life is now completely messed up because they didn't get into Berkeley, yeah. right? And here you got a guy who does get into Berkeley and he's convinced his life is more messed up than theirs is, right? Then you've got this dynamic Here's a guy convinced that he doesn't do Catholic music, right? And he doesn't just end up being the music director at this church in Boston, right? But he goes on to direct the choir known as the sound of Savannah George's St. Patrick's Day Parade, right? He ends up the music director at St. Vincent's Academy, which is the first Catholic educational institute in the state of Georgia and the Catholic school next door to Savannah's Cathedral, right? Yeah. And on weekends, he's doing the masses at St. Michael's, right? Here's this guy who thought he wasn't Catholic when he really was. Boy, no kidding. Right? And this is a Advent story. This is a hopeful story. First candle, right? This is a hopeful story. Because what is hope, right? Hope is not, I know I'm getting what I want, Mm -hmm. right? I know I'm getting, you know, I know I'm getting what I want. Hope is knowing God is with us and God can redeem, save wherever we are, Mm -hmm. right? That's what hope is, right? 
when when Ryan got the job as the music director at St. Vincent's, right, the the Catholic school, right, he replaces this woman who had been the music director at St. Vincent's for like 30 years, right? And and Ryan says when he gets the job, right, this thing I found like really profound. He said, we have to continue to see where we've come from, but at the same time, we need to move forward, mm-hmm. right? What Ryan said, it's so Catholic, right? If you're Catholic, you drive forward with your attention focused on the rearview mirror, mm-hmm. right? Randy, are you saying Catholics are backwards, they live in the past, they can't see the present, they can't adapt, right? They don't see the road ahead. No, what I'm saying is, or better yet, what Ryan is saying is if you're Catholic, right, if you're a child of the God of Abraham, you don't go forward unless you remember you come from travel with God. Right? Yeah. And that's that's the dynamic, right? That's why that's why we have to remember where we've come from. Yeah. Because if you know that that you've come from God, then you know that you're still traveling with God, which may mean that you don't know where you're going. Right. But, but you do know that he's driving and he's gonna get you there in a good and safe way. Which is way. where hope comes in. Which is where hope comes in. I don't have to worry about it, right? I don't have to worry about all the stuff I thought I needed to worry about because mm-hmm. he's in charge right. and he loves me and he's present. Yeah. So, you know, we're often uncomfortable. We're in places in our lives where we can't see the road ahead. We we feel lost, but it's that continuing to affirm the fact that God is with us at every moment, even though we don't feel him. We don't see him, but we believe. Here's what you need to pray, right? Jesus takes you up on the mountain. He says, here's what you need to pray. You need to pray, God is my father, and I want his will done. Amen to that. Right? God, that right? Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. That, that I can trust, I can trust that my father is going to drive the car to a good place, right? Yeah. And all I got to do is enjoy the journey because right. when we get there, it's going to be a great time. It could be a bumpy ride. Which, which, but you think about it. Yeah. When when your parents take you out on a ride for the car, and there are bumps. Yeah. You know, did it on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Right? You enjoy it because because you know that the car is safe. And you know what, too, I'm thinking because I'm a visual learner. We've talked about this before, but I mean, I would much rather drive on a windy country road. Than the turnpike. I mean, we take the turnpike, we want to get somewhere fast. But you know what I'm saying? It's kind of boring. Well, that's, Eleanor, that's a great point. You don't take the turnpike when you want to enjoy the journey. Yeah. Right? right. That's and, right. And we're supposed to sit back and enjoy the journey, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Why is a roller coaster fun? A roller coaster is fun because we know we're going to get to the end of the ride safely. Yeah. If we didn't know that, if we didn't trust that, a We'd roller coaster would be horrible. We'd never get on it. Right. Right? But we trust that the roller coaster has us in control, mm-hmm. even though we feel like we're out of control. Exactly. Right? And that's, we got to, that's what we, that's, hope is trusting 
that the person who's really in control really is our father. And he really has a great plan. And it's really going to be a fun time at the end. And it can be a fun time in the middle if we just trust him. And, you know, you think about a father, like, you know, taking his kid to wherever. A lot of times the kid doesn't even know where he's going. Doesn't care. Where we, where do you go? You know, father, just don't worry about it. Right. When, right? Was, when was the last time you told your mother, right, what you're going to have for dinner? Right. Your mom tells you. Yes, right. And you trust that she's going to put out something great on the table. Amen. Um, you know what? This is a good time for a break. It, I'm, I hope it is. All right. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Family Show with Brenda and Randy Lee. Stay tuned. back with a family show with Randy Lee and and, and Brendan Spirit and Brendan Spirit we're talking about um advent and hope and they go together they do right first candle right For, right right off the box oh i got to get that advent wreath out you Thank do you. that's exactly that that way, right wreath, yeah. um and we're talking about Ryan Beck music director at St. Michael's Catholic Church on Tybee Island um and sort of how he seized on to this idea of paying attention to what came behind while moving forward, right? And you go to St. Michael's Church on Tybee and, and Ryan's Church, and, and he's still playing gospel music. Like, he's, I'm not into Catholic music. I'll, I'll do gospel. I'll do soul. And, and he's still doing the gospel music stuff. Um, he's still playing music that lifts the soul, right? Has his life moved forward since, you know, he... he Met the pastor up in Boston. Yeah. Um, is he moving in different environments all the time? Yes. Does, you know, um, does he play lots of different kinds of music and lots of different kinds of settings? Does he have a band? Yeah, all those things are true, of course. But is he still in touch with the gifts and talents God gave him, right? Mm -hmm. And is he still you know, trusting in God's plan and listening for God's plan. And, and the answer to that is most certainly, right? In the place where God has placed him, Ryan is being who God created him to be, wherever that place may be at, at that particular moment. You know, in kind of interesting, in the course of the day, people ask Siri, right? And, and I can't because I don't have Siri, but, but people seem to ask Siri mm -hmm. so many questions. But I suspect that the two most important, the two most urgently needed questions to be answered never get asked, mm -hmm. right? Am I where God wants me? And am I being who God wants me to be, mm -hmm. right? You know, it's, it's interesting. There are so many questions and so much confusion that gets churned up in the book of Job, right? But only one question actually gets answered in that book, right? And when that, but when that question gets answered, all the confusion and all the other questions fade away, mm -hmm. right? And that one question is, who is God and who isn't God? 
right? Yeah. God is God. Job is Job, right? It's also interesting. In that book, Job is stripped of everything in the story but one thing, right? Job loses his livestock, he loses his servants, he loses his wealth, he loses his career, he loses his kids, he loses his health, loses the tenderness, the support of his wife, loses the support of his friends, loses his reputation, his good name. What's left? His life. I mean, barely. Interesting what never leaves Job. And you're right, Job well, never, his Job love, never leaves. his trust in God, his hope in Actually, God's love for him, mm. right? God never leaves Job. Right. right. God listens to, hears every word that Job speaks, right? Job voices his despair, his anger, his frustration, his confusion with God, mm -hmm. his sense of abandonment by God, and God is there for every word no matter how painful it may be for God to hear all these right. expressions, yeah. God never leaves Job, right? Why does God stick around for all that noise? Because God loves Job. That's exactly right. And love listens. And then love heals, mm -hmm. right? That's what love does. It listens and it heals, right? We don't think of Job as an Advent story right? We might not think of Ryan's story as an Advent story, but they are, right? We, we associate, the name we associate for God with Advent is Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Right. Right. What's Emmanuel mean? God not with us. God with us, right? And God never leaves Job, mm -hmm. right? Jesus. What does Jesus mean? It means God Saves, yeah. And God heals, God restores, God redeems, God renews Job, mm -hmm. right? Perfect Advent story. What's the first Advent candle? The hope candle. What's Ryan's story? It's a hope story. A story where God reveals his presence, right? And suddenly moves the pieces in extraordinary ways, mm -hmm. right? I think we're tempted to believe that the fulfillment of hope is getting what we want. Yes. Right? The fulfillment yeah. of hope is getting what we want. But I think the fulfillment of hope is God's light shining through us. Mm -hmm. Right? That's the fulfillment of hope. Right? You think about you think about the um when when Mary encounters Elizabeth, right? 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 When Mary encounters Elizabeth and we get the Magnificat when Mary realizes the light of God is seen through her, that's when Mary rejoices, mm -hmm. right? Again, there is, again, this, this temptation to see prayer as you climb up on God's lap, Santa's lap, mm -hmm. right? Santa's lap, Santa's yeah. lap, right? And you tell God everything you want, and if you wanted enough, right, you wanted enough, or you believe enough, or you've been good enough, or if God or Santa is just in the right mood, then you get all the stuff you ask for, right? Or at least some of the stuff you ask for, or you get enough of the stuff you ask for, right? And that's, that's what prayer is. But St. Teresa of Avila described prayer as being with someone who I know loves me. Yeah. Prayer is being with someone who I know loves me. 
Prayer is Emmanuel. Prayer is Jesus all rolled up together. Mm-hmm. Right? Prayer is the God who saves me, is with me, and he loves me. Right? Prayer is the God who saves me, is with me right now, and he loves me. Right? Interesting story about St. Maximilian Kolbe, or interesting twist on the story of Maximilian Kolbe. Most of us are familiar with the story, right? Mm-hmm. You got three prisoners, they escape from Auschwitz. Kolbe is in, is in Auschwitz, a Catholic priest. Um, was a super... Incognito. Inco- actually, they know. Did they know that he they, was a Well, I mean, they didn't care. Yeah, they didn't you know. care that he was, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, they arrested him because he was superstar Polish priest. I mean, he was the guy. Um, he was running a leading Catholic magazine, and he had vocations going crazy. And so, you know, you cut off the head and everything falls. And so they went and they arrested Kolbe, right? And they put him in Auschwitz, right? So these three guys escape from Auschwitz. The Germans can't find them. So they assemble all the other mm-hmm. prisoners, right? Commander chooses 10 prisoners, to execute in place of the three escapees. One of the ten, husband, father of two sons, when they call him, when they pick him to be executed, he cries out, he begs to be spared. Why does he beg to be spared? Because he had something to live for, right? Something to live for. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I I can't leave my family. That... I'm I'm sustaining myself every day because I've got to get back yes. to these people, yeah. right? So there, there's this, Im, he, he's not cowardly, right? But love impels him to keep living, right? He wants to keep living, right? Mm-hmm. Right? The other nine remain silent. Yeah. Why? Right? Even after Colby, even after Colby volunteers to die for one, Right. He says, I he doesn't say I want to die for that guy. Initially, he says, I want to put myself in place of one of these guys you're going to execute. Right. The other nine don't raise their hand and say, make it me, make it me. Mm -hmm. Right. They remain silent still. And then the common the commander says, well, which one you want to die for? The one who wants to live. Yeah. Right. The one who says, I got to get back to my wife. I got to get back to my children. I want to get I want to die for that one. Right. Were the other nine just resigned to death, right? How many of those nine thought death would be better than what they were living in, mm. right? Mm-hmm. The German commander, he accepts Colby as a replacement for the guy with the family. Um, why they don't kill the other guy and Colby, who knows? I mean, that I was know, an option, right? right? Here's this guy jumps out of line, says, you know, let me replace one. And the guy goes, oh, no, let's just use you to add to the total. Right. Um, and what we you know, we don't know why the commander let Colby replace himself. Right. Replace the other guy with himself. What we do know is that the other guy survives and returns to his family. Yeah, right. Do you know that the other guy has a name which I probably can't pronounce, Francis Jack, you know, Gajownasek or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, but we know that that guy survives. We know that he actually testifies in favor of Colby. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. The Germans they put Colby and the other nine guys 
into the starvation bunker. Right. Right. Where those 10 guys, Colby and the other nine, miraculously survive without bread and water, nothing, right, for two weeks singing hymns and saying prayers, right? Yeah. They're driving all the German guards nuts because they can hear right. the songs and the prayers coming out of the starvation bunker. You can't live for more than like a day or two without water. These guys go for two weeks, right? Right? Were the other nine resigned to death and brought back to life by Maximilian Kolbe? Oh, right? Yeah. Did Father Maximilian give his life to save the one or to save the nine or both, right? God Emmanuel was present in a Nazi concentration camp, right? Yeah. In a starvation bunker. There God saved, restored, redeemed, sustained, nourished, healed his children, just like his name Jesus. And 2,000 years later, after God was born in a stable, wrapped in rags, and laying in a cattle trough, right? Maximilian Kolbe carried the light of God into the darkest, most impoverished, most barren place on earth and raised that place to heaven. And we see, in our view, we see that in our rearview mirror and we say, I can hope in that God. And we get our Advent wreath out and we, like we were saying... We light that hope candle. We're out of time, Randy, but we invite you to join us every Friday at 1230 on AM 720 for The Family Show. And keep us in your prayers. For Brendan, Randy Lee, I'm Eleanor Rossman, and we leave you with the beautiful sound of seasons. Seasons.